Hey guys, before the episode starts, I just want to say thank you for two years of surviving Nairobi. Um, this episode will drop right before our anniversary, which is on the 24th, our second birthday. I just want to say thank you for being with us, for rocking with us, for spending time with us. Um, surviving Nairobi would not be surviving Nairobi without the people who listen, without the people who engage. You're the reason we keep making content, you're the reason we keep pushing ourselves to become better. And I just want to say thank you. And um, it's been a wonderful two years. Looking forward to many, many more. And yeah, um, I hope you guys are following our socials. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. We have a merch sale right now. And uh, yeah, go get yourself something nice. And uh, don't forget, we have a number down here that you can donate to, especially during the birthday. At least you pesa. Any little you want to send will help um, us celebrate, help improve the show. Uh, yeah. And that's it. I'm just going to let Ivy say something really small and then uh, we're going to start the episode. Okay, guys, bye. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us um, throughout the two years that we've been doing the podcast. Um, we're looking forward to uh, doing better things eventually. And thank you so much for supporting us financially or by buying our merch or even just by listening and sharing um as we celebrate our birthday i would like to um inform you that we'll be having new much so yeah and, and, and they're up for sale and yeah and new designs are coming thank you so much again for supporting us i love you all bye and now for our feature presentation ivy gang gang aka mango king Welcome to episode 10 of season 4 of Surviving Nairobi. Kama kawaida it's your boy Hafare, aka O Long Johnson, aka <laughs> Mr. Wiener Schnitzel, aka Monsieur Lecoq, aka Sergeant Swans, aka Big Richard Willy, and finally for this season, it's your brand new sugar daddy. Leo si kawaida. Um, if you're watching this at home on YouTube, you can clearly tell Ivy is not in the studio. She had some personal stuff come up, so she couldn't make it. So in her place for the next two episodes, the next two weeks, uh, is Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been here before, once, and uh, yeah. Um, a, couple of weeks back, a couple of weeks back, actually. Oh, just it too. Just it too. So yeah, I am uh, standing in for Ivy mm-hmm. for this episode. And the next? Oh yeah, and the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, glad to have you, Ivy. And our guest... What? I've said glad to have you, Ivy. Oh, no, miss too, Ivy. It's okay. Okay, let me, let me, <laughs> miss, let me miss Ivy. Yeah. But anyway, glad to have you, Max. And this week, our guest, our lovely guest. Katano. Or Kaisana. Uh, uh, yes, should I, like, introduce myself? Okay, Kwani is in, like... <laughs> what do you mean, Cindy? I don't know how formal things should be nowadays, okay? Just wing it. Just wing oh, it. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Katanu, or a.k.a. Kaisana. Um, that's my artist's name. Um, currently, just freelance painting, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just kind of stepping into anything that I can. So, I, yeah, I don't really exactly have a, a label or a specific thing or title that I'm up to right now. I'm just kind of like doing. I'm living. I'm existing. So, that's who I am. Basically, yeah. you are a number in Huru's government. <laughs> <laughs> a statistic. That's what you 
guy. Well, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just existing. As are. far as I know. You're surviving. In Nairobi. True, I am. Ergo, you are surviving. He's Nairobi. Wow, surviving nice Nairobi. Yes, of course, nice segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, segue but anyway, I want to ask you guys a question that's going to lead into today's topic. I will proudly say yeah. 335 or something around there. Mm-hmm. I used to be a straight 260 something. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm proud of like 330. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you guys get? Max, I'm mean, but uh, three, three eighty-eight. Nice. Yeah, three eighty-eight. Okay. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I could never get to even like three, three seventy. <laughs> I was so rough. I mean, Lipata, what? Three ninety. Hmm. Wow, even you. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, despite my looks, at least na juaki too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know a few things. Mm-hmm. You, you might not. I might not look the part, but na uh, Who said? Six times six in thirty-six. And I only remember that because of a song. <laughs> Is it that teddy bear one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that song. Wow. So yeah, like I saw, was it today I'm a Nijana, KCP is always really talker. Nijana. Mm-hmm, and number one had four. I'm four, not even sure. Four, four thirty something. Yeah. yeah, it was in the four thirties. Yeah. And I remember when we were growing up, I remember... Helicopter of 700, didn't you? No. Jeez, <laughs> fucking hell. How old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> How old? CPE. <laughs> okay, let's not get sidetracked. So, um, because when I was in primary school, I remember a kid getting four eighty two. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, there was a kid who legit. I think that's the highest a kid has ever gotten on KCPE. Four eighty two. Yeah. That doesn't even sound realistic. If you think about it, four eighty two means you're getting ninety on all five papers. Mm-hmm. I thought it was six papers, but never mind. JT and CRD were like one paper. It was one Oh, paper. I see. Okay. okay. I need to go out of school for so long and I to jiggle to your Not at all. I don't remember. <laughs> Actually, a lot of those things are just like blanks <laughs> because of the PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Those niggas were going to high school were hardened. Actually, can't. I can't fathom it. Yeah. What's the so, rough? And it's so weird to me because. um. There was, there, remember there was a point even in KCSE, guys used to get like a million A's. Cause I remember in high school, our, our year, we got a lot of A's. Then the year after that, they got so many more A's. Mm. And then Matanya Kwatu Minister of Education and that shit ilikuwa deaded. Squeezy kupata B. B a squeeze B a matiangin ea kaimeni. If you if you really think about it, be a matiangin ea kaimeni. But that leads us to the to the actual conversation I want to have mm-hmm. about the eight four four education system and education in Kenya as general in general basically. Uh, the first thing I really want to get your opinion on: Do you think that the eight four four system was really necessary? You go first. Yeah, you go first. From, yeah. I feel like I went first the first time. Like okay, cool. <laughs> what oh, oh, this is great, great, great. So, the eight four four system. Was it? Was the question again? Since you're blank, like, I'm paying it. As in, was it really necessary? <laughs> well, uh, I can say some aspects of it mm-hmm. were necessary because when we were say say even in high school, mm-hmm. right? We did like chemistry, and you know, some people did chemistry, physics, all that shit. In primary school, we did science. Uh, you know, all this stuff, and 
once you finish high school, you'd see people talk about, oh, I've never used CG which mathematical formula Perfect, yeah. anywhere. You know, it doesn't apply to my life or whatever. Or like chemistry, hygienist idea, nini nini. But you see, we actually apply the knowledge that we got, even subconsciously. We apply the knowledge that we got from like the 844 system in our daily lives. Unapata kituka chemistry. like new fala. But utenda ununue like powder soap or whatever and you look at like the contents uh ingredients or whatever or just pretty much anything food mm-hmm. you know food is like food science nini nini mm-hmm. all this shit it's connected to chemistry you know so mm-hmm. we see it as useless but i could say it it helped in some aspects the only part i didn't like about a4 is corporal punishment That's the only ekmekona science ni trauma. Azi. Unajua sasa una go back cuz kulikuwa na mwalimu tukiwa high school alikuwa anakupiga kama movie ya Jerry. Azi alikuwa anakupiga vita kaja kijani. Mse ana roll up his sleeves. Like the only thing ilikuwa mbaki ya kupiga ilikuwa ile soundtrack. Like that nigga would kick your fucking ass. Mse ulikuwa unatoka kwa ofisi unasema I will never make a mistake in my life kama hivi ndio repercussions. So mm. yeah, yeah, couple punishment, couple punishment, whatever, couple punishment hey, to flani. That's a total different thing. Yeah, yeah it's so traumatizing. Couple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> punishment you doing game, bro. Yeah. It for for I feel like from the jump it wasn't really I I feel like if it it didn't exist but if something similar existed without the flaws would still be in the same situation really like would be an improved situation because it for for was designed in a way of it for for is hard. Let's just start there. It for is designed in a way that the the cream of the crop rises mm-hmm. like the cream rises to the top isn't it mm-hmm. to quote um the late great randy savage the cream will always rise to the top <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah it for is designed in a way that um even in the village the best student in the village has the same chances as like kids in Nairobi kids with more access to resources better teachers better equipment uh better life conditions because th- that really influences the way we we educate ourselves and the way we consume information and knowledge so it it quite designed away that even the kid in baringo the kid in samburu the kid in turkana alikuwa na ability to compete on the same level like relatively speaking as somebody in nairobi mombasa eldoret kisumu somebody who has more access than them but and it's it's a good thing because if one person makes it from um, such places since you're from like mm-hmm. Gushago for the most part they'll go back they'll be a symbol yeah they'll be sure. a symbol for the power of education mtu wa kwanza kwenda kusoma kupita going to national school mm-hmm. going all the way making it in life goes back home everybody else is going to see wait so if i put in the same effort as this guy nisome hata mimi ntarudi i can just be like him so that's one of the positives but I feel like that th- that notion was hijacked on the basis that it for for good determined by two exams. Oh yeah. The value of your education or the value of you as a person and eight years and four years of learning is defined by just two exams, KCP and KCSE. So what mm. you, what teachers realize is or like educators, I don't want to call them educators because really educators are giving them too much credit sometimes. Exactly. Because I they're agree. not really educating. They're just doing their job. And the end goal was Let's get as many people to pass KCP or KCC whichever regardless of language na fanya gani so that we can get in more students next year 
and charge them more. And the basis for us to charge more to, for for a fee increase will always be, oh, we have this many people who got 400. We have this many people who got an A. There's a school in Gilgil. I'm, I'm not gonna stuck some Ajina. But it was literally one school, one compound. All the kids will interact. But KCSC will come registered as two separate schools. Yeah. Uh, all the smart kids will come registered this side. All the dumb kids will come registered this side. Wow. That's Such horrible. That you should, all the smart kids what are, what are increase average. Yeah. So it's going to be two schools. They're all in the same compound. They eat, they sleep, they drink everything together. But Taimiamtiani, you are registered as this side. Kaukonakili. Uh, like if you're not proficient in classwork, mm-hmm. you'll be registered at school. So you guys will just like nini mfail, msiaribu min grade yao tuto ingine. That's the logic behind the, owner, the, the owners of the school. Are like, okay. How do they the sell it? Huh? How do they sell it? Because you know how sometimes people have to make, they have to sugarcoat things. Okay, what did they say? I just wonder because like, I don't know. I guess also like uh, parents... Kenyan parents sometimes are a little bit passive. That's one thing that I noticed yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. And like, I just wonder how they easily allowed their students to be, their ki- their children to be separated. Like, oh, your kid is dumb, so they're going to stay here. And the parents are aware. Mm. I don't think the parents are aware. Because ah, it's all, it's, it's all okay. around school. And it's boarding school. Yeah, and it's boarding school. You're not mm. going to see your kid. Mm. So, and what happens is, they're not separated in the beginning. It's, the separation only occurs during KCB. They will register you for under. It's the same. You'll do the exam in the same place, but you will do an exam separately. Huku na huku. So I feel like eight four is hijacked and people realize that the only way that that one exam being the marker of success meant that you don't have to teach kids. You don't have to like teach them or engage them in a creative educational process. All you have to do is make sure that they pass this exam. So now a drill too, constantly giving them information, 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 information. They want to ask younger. At the so and so such and such school, while in Malaysia syllabus, from three, from three, mm. that that is a four a four year program. That's not even natural. Logically finished mm-hmm. in three in three and a half years. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. How is that possible? That's is on a school math teacher and manga. I'm gonna take lesson your PE. Oh, your history yeah. teacher is sick, so I'll be taking the double lesson your history. Kufundisha math. The the impetus isn't on. Educating children mm-hmm. is just like let's finish the syllabus as quickly as we can, and then let's start drilling these kids constantly, prepare them for an exam. So Nakuta, yeah, you got an A or a four hundred, like four twenty, whatever four hundred. Mm-hmm. You did well. Your parents are proud. But what do you really know? That I feel like that is that is why I feel like eight four four ilikuwa unnecessary. Even the the, the new curriculum in Atokea, have you seen? It's more hands on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's more hands-on. It's more like in a in in, in a ku, in a focus on the learner. It's more intentional. Also. Yeah, it's more intentional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It focuses on you as a learner. What are you good at, mm-hmm. and how can we improve that? Yeah. And are you the student aware of your own inabilities? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're just gonna teach me for the sake of teaching me, and then then you start giving me exams every day. Tasks, cuts every day, tasks. It'll come in the exam, it'll come in the exam. And then, when you the fear that they put in you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so fucked so up. Bad. Especially for. Because I know Katan, we were you, didn't do KC, you didn't do KCSE. No. You didn't do KCSE. Yeah. So, if you did KCSE, there was this fear. Because like you're from three, from four. If you fuck up in KCSE, your life is done. Your life is over. Your life is no, done. No, but that's how I felt during KCP. But, like, honestly, mm-hmm. I straight up believed because you know how I said I used to be a 200 student mm-hmm. 
I straight up believed I was going to be poor and living on the streets. That's what I believed. Mm-hmm. I didn't think my, my artistic talent could take me anywhere. I didn't think even you could make a career out of painting. Like, as far as I knew, if I'm failing my classes, I'm going to be living on the streets. Because they used to threaten us that same way. Like, you see those people on the streets? That's going to be you. That's going to be you if you fail your exams. And, like, that's not a motivator. I think that's another issue with 844, is that a lot of this the teachers used, like, weird forms of threatening mm. to try and motivate the children but really it just scared me and at a point I remember just giving up and I said you know what <laughs> if that's how it is so be it and it didn't really happen but like it uh, yeah it just was so unnecessary yeah because yeah. you're a threat and they know why they're threatening you yeah they know for a fact that you're not going to live on the street because you fail KCSC because you can fail KCP especially in like affluent towns places kauku you would be like ah, um toto because there's so many avenues outside how many people do you know in life will succeed either through just sheer dumb luck yeah or like through people they know or just basic connections too mm-hmm. so because your, your your threat was never for you to, to for you to better your life it's for you to read harder so that they can pass an exam or you can pass an exam so that they can charge more next year that was the yeah. thing they needed to put that fear in you you upita kcse KCP. That's why okay, schools love. I'm gonna surely append like a mean grid. True. Mean grid. Wana pendanga yoki tusana. Oh, high school yeah. is so big. High school wana pendanga mean grid. Principal to do what to do. And focused on mean, mean grade. Yeah. yeah. What's your mean grade? We had a mean grade of B plus. All our students met the university cutoff. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. The moment alafunjua, the moment that the principal stands up, they accept my evil. The mm. parents are like, guy, you go home, you tell like. Uh, your neighbor who was a class 8 kid mpelekeni kabarak mpelekeni alliance mpelekeni hapa for sure unafanya marketing on their behalf on their behalf yeah exactly huyu sasa huko kijana wangu alipata a minus huyu lazima kuwa daktari that's another thing yep capitalism yeah it's always the answer to all our problems i'm telling you cuz like the more you think about it they the way they push the the schooling system like as you were saying like go to kabarak go to alliance It's it's as you said it's not since because it's not for the students education and it's just for them to make more money it just it just ends up in capitalism yeah. like it's mm-hmm. so it's dark and it's kind of sad it's scary and i wonder you know there's so many there's so many documentaries and interviews lately that i've been watching on capitalism and the way things are looking you know how you can just kind of predict the way the future is going mm-hmm. it doesn't look like capitalism is something that'll have an end and if that end comes it's something like the apocalypse or the end of the world or something and i do wonder whether this new curriculum and i'm just speaking openly like i don't know i don't know but like i wonder whether this new curriculum will help will even be will be will be something that's possible because of this capitalist world that we're living in already okay in my like, I wonder. Opinion, you know, the mm-hmm. new curriculum will help because the first thing is it isn't the the it doesn't define who you are the 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 be all and end all isn't two exams two exams don't define everything true because it's so continuous it's continuous you, yeah. it's con- yeah. you're continuously being assessed and you That's get better true. over time over time over time over time over time so when you get to a point because i'm not really sure how the curriculum mm-hmm. works but i know when you get to a point you specialize in the things you're good at yeah that's in the last early. six years yeah Or the last three years of the system. And I think over time you just like keep. It's like a it's like a pyramid. 
you just keep working your your way up until you get to the point of what you're really really good at mm. and that's yeah. and that's good because mm. at the end of the day it mm-hmm. could it could bring up a lot of nini um alternative uh, career choices that african mm. african households especially that do not really consider because if you ask your parents and this is like i don't know if this is like a gen z you know a boomer thing mm. boomers believe that unless you're a doctor a lawyer an engineer you unless you're one of those things from... you are a failure <laughs> yeah that's the thing but in, if you start in like allowing them allowing parents to internalize that their children are not going to be doctors early enough or not going to be lawyers your kid could be the best footballer on earth mm-hmm. make more money than you'd ever imagine make more money than in a day than a doctor makes in a year true Shindio. yeah at the end of the day it's about earning a living and being fulfilled mm-hmm. Maslow's, important you know, yeah. hierarchy of needs yeah see self actualization is at the top mm. yeah what's the point of all these other things when you've never really been fulfilled mm. i have a question for you yes um you did not go through four yeah yeah katikati yeah yeah you went through eight yeah and then and four oh wait no i just went through eight yeah just eight for yeah how how is your experience because you, you did you go to high school you went to high school outside kenya no i went to st christopher's what's st christopher's st christopher's is just there like current sides oh it's yeah, an yeah, ig yeah, school yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. when did you go to, out of kenya uh 2018 for uni oh okay mm-hmm. so how was like you have friends like who've been ni eight for four senior yeah how was your experience compared to theirs hmm okay well one thing i know for certain is that there there tends to be this interesting insecurity that's formed by students who didn't go abroad they tend to feel as though they're not like smart enough i had a friend who told me yeah i'm 844 smart but i'm not uh what did she say she just said i'm not like world smart you know what i mean what does i mean i think well the way i interpreted what she said how how i understood it was that she meant yeah i know i'm really smart when it comes to the 844 system like i know everything they've taught me and everything that they've ingrained within me mm-hmm. but When it comes to things of the outside world, I don't think I'm capable of competing with the people who are out there or the concepts and the stuff that's out there. I think that's what she meant. So But she felt inadequate. Yeah. Yeah, basically. yeah, she did. And I think that's that's an insecurity that's been formed by people who haven't had that like that experience outside of 844. But hey, let me just tell you. I think Kenyans are way more capable because we have such drive. We have so much drive and we have so much passion. When I came home, I I felt more inspired than when I was out there because people here pushed themselves harder. Definitely because the life here is is harsher than in the western world. Definitely. And so people will push to their limits until they can achieve what they want to achieve. whereas in the in the west you know people are more pampered or more easily excused and everything so it's much easier for them to just ride the wave and just mm-hmm. kind of you know so that's that's one thing i noticed um one other thing i noticed though and this is like not in any bad way because i experienced this myself but the moment i went abroad i noticed that my perception of things wasn't as advanced as i thought they were I thought I was extremely I thought I was the best. You know, I was like I'm so talented until I went out there and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like I just wanted to, you know, just cover myself because 
everyone out there is a prodigy and you're competing against thousands if not tens of thousands of prodigies and so there's there's an interesting new form of insecurity that comes from going abroad because then you find yourself in a space where you're like oh my god you know i'm actually not the best i'm among many others who were the best in their own yep. towns and their own whatevers and then we all came to this area now we're competing and so now that that stirs up like mental health issues it stirs up comparison it stirs up weird forms of competition and because the culture out there is so non-communal you know what i mean like in kenya people are communal people will be like hey let's go out for a drink and like someone will buy you drinks and someone will invite you home people will be like hey are you okay i i noticed you haven't been speaking much but out there it's so individualized so like i think i don't know there's pros and cons in each area and i think like i'm i'm glad i experienced all of that because I, when i came back i realized oh so these are the good things that came from being in 8 for 4 and these are the bad things that came from being in 8 for 4 these are the good things that came from being abroad yet at the same time these are the bad things that came from being abroad mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's something actually on you point out something that you get you you get out there and you imagine that you're like this smart amazing person and then you get mm. out there and realize that all these people here are smart and amazing yeah i want the people listening who listen to the podcast um f- see if you can relate to this you went through primary school you grew up in an affluent town um a major city you went to primary school your entire primary school experience was preparing you for an exam mm. which you passed you go to high school mhm isn't you now wow yes then you need um the sample size becomes smaller everybody especially if you're in a really big high school everybody who was in high school with you also passed the exams you have two options you either um you're either going to just like fade away or you're gonna nini you're either gonna fade away or you're gonna like continue just you're either gonna fade away you're gonna learn how to like put in hard work or the third thing is gonna coast just like primary school you're gonna get drilled for exams and pass your exam because you're just working towards the exam the only mm. three options you go you go through the exam the, the high school the four years of high school getting drilled for KCSE you get an A You decide I passed KCP. I passed KCSC. <laughs> I'm going to be a doctor. Bro. Sindio. Mm. You go to med school. And usually like for the most part you go to med school like because I know like med school has really really high like cut off points. Mm-hmm. So for the most part you're going to go as a self sponsored student. Sindio, you, you meet the mark yeah. but not the mark to be government sponsored. Mm. So you go in as a self sponsored student. You get there. And when you get there you meet the best students out of every school in Kenya and for the most part because they didn't have what you had you had this opportunity to drill like all through mm-hmm. people were training you to pass an exam what they had was just information that they had to learn for themselves and process they have something that you will never have mm. and something that was never taught you work ethic you've never been oje kwa na the work ethic to actually sit down and read and consume information only thing you did was just read to pass an exam to cram even to cram you mm. you get to university and then you realize it's a whole different ball game you were smart you passed exams in high school you were bang average in uni you were literally the most average person in university there are so many average people with you 
all of the best students in Kenya end up being average in med school. And because med school, it's not because they're bad, because med school is hard. Engineering, yeah. computer science, all these things. That's how you find somebody. <laughs> we all know a person like this. Uh, yeah. Like engineering or like med school. Wakafika third year and say, fuck this shit. And now, give it up for DJ Smokey or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, his whole educational experience was never about him learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always designed for him to pass an exam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he reached a point where he couldn't, like, the, the teacher isn't teaching you to pass. University lecturers don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's fucking true. Because they have shit. nothing to gain from you getting a first class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have literally nothing to gain. High school teachers and primary school teachers who keep at a 400, they have something in it for them. Prestige. Yeah. yeah. The university is going to show up in class and teach the people who are there. Yeah. All the awkward are fundish and end at home. Still mm-hmm. going to get paid regardless. Yeah. yeah. So and a you, good amount too. You, you failing or passing, does, sh- I don't care. Doesn't matter. You're not the first person who's going to drop out. You're not the last. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the system isn't designed to cater to you. Oh, so yeah, that's true. So you've been in a system where everything was designed around you. Because, oh, baby, please... You have to pass the exam. That's how part of 400 to a position where it's like sink or swim now. Mm-hmm. For the most part, people sink. Yeah, and I feel true. more than anything else, that is the biggest failing of 844. It mm-hmm. is designed that you do not learn. Mm-hmm. Your only thing that happens is for you to pass an exam. Yeah. That's why people with nothing, they come, they're given the same opportunity as you and they make more of it. Not because they're smarter than you, but because they, they are able to put in your work ethic. Mm-hmm. They've you've literally they've literally had to live their entire educational experience completely separate from different from what you had to live with. Now they were able to match you. They did it in a completely different way. So what if you go university, what if you transition, they're able to make the transition much easier, much smoother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know the fact of thing about being drilled in any, you always think you only pitam tiani on your own. True. Yeah. That's that's true. You always true. think you only pitam tiani yeah. because of kona akili. Yeah. You will never ever recognize that this system is designed for you to pass an exam. And that's it. Nikatu, uh, when I was in high school, uh, we used to be drilled. Uh, especially mathematics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yani, random assessment tests every single week. And also, like, it didn't help. I mean, it helped the, uh, the fact that our principal was also a math teacher. So she made sure, you know, we had to pass Again, mean grade. Mean grade is so fucking important. Mm-hmm. So she made sure each year whether like exam equingumwaji. Mathematics like in our in our in our in our year mm-hmm. we had hundred and twenty one A's. Wow. And A minuses in mathematics alone. And atamina kumbuka nikfanyo pipaya math because C C atukona leakage. So when I was doing, <laughs> nah, I'm, 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we didn't have a leakage. So when the math paper came, for me it was so easy to the point where I finished the paper and slept both papers. Mm-hmm. I finished both papers and slept without a leakage. This is because we had been doing papers, you know, constantly, constantly mm. from form one. Till the time, like, uh, the exam was, you know, due. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I feel like... Sayu kini peakipaya math. Unyambia nifanya SG differentiation or some shit. I don't remember shit. Yeah. You know? But in KCC, I got an A. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And 
your culture could drill in factor because <laughs> I remember this one time my yeah. parents came to see my dad came to see the teacher a class teacher and our class used to teach chemistry and she was so much like how can this guy get a C in chemistry and get an A in home science because I used to I did home science <laughs> I was like anapata A home science na anapata C chemistry them it was so wild mm. that like this optional subject you're, you're really good at at this one this optional subject and then you're like kem how do chemistry is the most important subject for nafanyanga huku every teacher had their own little like world they felt like whatever they thought was important ah <laughs> and there's easy. so much ego to unpack especially in the kenyan education system mm. from the teachers to the, <laughs> to the like head of departments to the principals to even mbaka saizi to even like uh, the guys who do like the dons in university mm-hmm. i've seen somebody go like give a ma- uh, a masters kwenda ku defend proposal ya masters those people are so rude really they are so they talk to you like you're a child what is this What's actually this? you know now that you say that i remember someone telling me about the 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 course that teachers especially 844 teachers go through for them to become teachers mm-hmm. and they're actually drilled the same way there's bells ringing what there, yeah there's what? bells rang for them to like okay now it's your lunch time okay now it's time for class that kind of thing Whoa. i didn't fact check this uh-huh. yet but the person that was telling me i know her i know her to be a person that checks her facts so i'm just like you know but the way she was talking about that course the way the way the teaching course is done in Kenya those people are mistreated they're treated like children and they're not respected as adults or as people with intelligence while they're going through the course so when it comes to them being teachers they basically project that back to the students in a much worse manner mm-hmm. oh. mm. and i feel like pia with um teachers especially have you ever noticed like when teachers get into leadership positions they speak down on every, like um yeah. like magufuli mm. magufuli was a teacher and you would see oh, even he? yeah even in the way he speaks even the way yeah, he, he relates spoke. yeah magoha magoha is a teacher the <laughs> the one good thing baboino has done in his life was making magoha's life miserable like miserable mm-hmm. uh because i was i was in uon when babu left and came back babu left uh 2012 2013 ran for uh, public office lost then he came back like 2014 do a new degree then he, st- he as first year as a first year he stood for sono chairman magoha was like oh no you can't start for sono chairman babu shut the school down like magoha actually had to bend to his will because that guy is yeah. very he's very arrogant in his ways because he believes you seen his cv isn't you yeah like i don't understand is, is it like a teacher thing but i don't want to say that about it because i, I have, I have friends who are teachers mm-hmm. and they and they're cool people i don't know i really can't say it but It's so weird that when teachers get into positions of power they, they are these they're these really fucking assholes mazee. Mm-hmm. I think it's intense mental health issues to be honest because <laughs> I'm telling you I have so many memories of like teachers just spazzing out on us for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's like why why did you feel like that was an appropriate response towards a child? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when it came to um like as you said punishment. Like why would you think it's so important to whoop a child's ass because they got one question wrong in the exam? You know, I really think it was mental health issues to an extent that they didn't know how to deal with on their own. Adam is yellow kid because this is a fact of shit. Somebody gets somebody had 95 last exam, gets a 90 this exam. You whip his ass. 
they're supposed to get a 96. Like, isn't it unenforceable standards? Yeah. How the fuck is somebody going to get a 96? And when they get a 96, they have to get a 97. Mm. When they get to 100, you're going to have to get a 100 every exam. Exactly. Or, It's unrealistic. You're going to be, you're going to be, so a child lives in constant fear of failing an exam, not because, as in, to like for a personal reason I'm like they yeah, want to hold themselves to that standard yeah. because they know if they get a, mis- a question wrong they're going to get their ass whipped mm. and that's and that's another thing because uh sometime this week I saw a tweet by I think you know, Samira mm? engineer Samira mm-hmm. yeah I know so she was supposed to be on the show a few times but oh you know. amazing but yeah so she was talking about okay she's currently teaching you yeah, know I mathematics know. Mm. and uh she was talking about the fa- uh a story about there was a kid you know a boy she was teaching and uh this student was scared to you know like fail or something or even like if the student hasn't understood a question they're scared to even ask because they're mm-hmm. afraid like the teacher's response is going to be like hostile you know and she's like she doesn't understand how like it's so deep the problem is so deep mm-hmm. you know children are traumatized mm-hmm. they've been scared to ask yeah when they don't know yeah they're scared but i'm glad that she created this environment and this technique where she teaches her students with compassion mm. and she's approachable you know i love that about her and i wish more yeah. teachers out there would be like her I have a question That's for you true. guys sure mm. do you think that uh the situation in kenya especially the the education situation in kenya would be better mm-hmm. if parents were more involved in their in their children's education because i feel like Um with the way Kenya is set up Kenya is a country of a lot of smart people who have very few opportunities. Yeah. Because just going through 844 means like you know a lot. We we consume a lot of information through 844. So just leaving school in itself going through the whole process uh on anything you learn, isn't you? Yeah. You know things and you're able to do things that regular people would not. Because uh, I feel like Kenya I don't know if this is accurate but I've always seen like it's one of the hardest education systems in the world. 844 really? Yeah. So just getting through it is mm-hmm. an accomplishment in itself, India. I don't know why. Maybe I can fact check myself later. But I I I think I always thought that like Chinese the Chinese system. Yeah, okay, no, it's not the hardest was, one of the hardest. Yeah, okay, one, one of, of the, okay, hardest. that makes sense. Uh-huh. So um do you feel like uh we'd have nini? We'd have more. We'd have a better like people going when you're saying the trauma. Mm-hmm. Kids going through the system in a better way if parents are more involved. Because parents are like, "Oh, I have work. My wife has work. Who's going to raise our kid? Yeah. For the most part the, the the job of raising your child is left to a teacher. The school. Yeah. So for eight years, especially for like toddlers, for eight years a teacher is going to see your children more than you. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend more time and they're going to be more instrumental in molding them as people more than you. So do you feel like if parents are more involved in what their children are learning, where they're learning, the, the people that children spend around, time around, would it be better? I I think I think so. Mm-hmm. Because for example, majority of the things I know now are things I learned from my mom. Emotional intelligence, how to communicate, spirituality, all the things that I hold dear to my life as values, you know? And uh in that in you know that uh, that podcast uh, by the um the what's her name? Brenda Wamboy? The yeah. uh, Kenyan story. Yeah, otherwise. Otherwise, yeah. They did a they did a podcast on the new curriculum and those guys I think because she was interviewing a lady who was part of designing the curriculum they they dove so deep and they talked about all the pros and all the cons and 
you know, from how they described what this new curriculum is, apparent. Okay, so there's seven. There's seven core com- competency yeah. things that they and and seven core values that need to be taught to the students. And so, an issue that they raised was how can you teach? So one of the seven cores, one of the seven core competencies, whatever. Um, one of them was social justice, and social justice means different things in many different formats. And so, um, one one really important point they raised was how can these kids learn this if it's something that they're not seeing that's being implemented by their parents at home or even in their societies. So, I I totally agree. Like I I think it's so important for parents to be updated and to be a, a huge part of a child's education because they're the guardians of those children in any ways, you know. I don't think it's I also don't think personally that it's a very responsible thing to create a new human being and expect somebody else to teach them. Of course the world is going to teach your child, but I think it's still important for you to be able to educate your child and let them learn as much as they, you know, be 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 the change you want to see mm-hmm. and like teach your children those changes and, you know, yeah. So uh, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Max? Oh, just like Kaisana yeah. has said, <laughs> yeah, I'll call you by your artist name. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, like just like Prince. she said, <laughs> um, I think parents should be more present in yeah. their children's lives because, again, you can't put this whole responsibility on, you know, another person. I mean, in as much as teachers spend pretty much the most time mm-hmm. with these children. Parents are also supposed to be that, not just like wake up in the morning, you know, pay school fees, then, you know, wait till the end of the end of the term and just be like, okay, so, okay, so you need to do better, you know, then you move on. Like there's this huge disconnect between like the child and the parent, you know, and uh, I feel like parents can do a better job at being more yeah. present. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, lives. Uh, it's get to know the yeah. sorry, sorry. Oh. Like also get to know like their interests outside of you know schoolwork because it could be super talented in other areas that are not like related to you know school. So you yeah. could probably invest in that. So yeah, yeah. Because I remember there was a okay. No, let, let me let me not start there. <laughs> so because you know parents interact with teachers normally they have their own day, maybe once a time. So once every three months is when you can actually go see the people who are teaching your kids, Cindy. Mm-hmm. And that's how you interact with them. You have no idea who's teaching your kid, what the, the personality they are. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. When you say I'm actually, here's the real interest outside. I had a friend, in a classmate in primary school. When we were doing like holiday tuition, which I believe should not exist. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was banned, Cindy. Yeah, it was Alafu banned. Yeah, on the side. To give a holiday tuition to drill us for exams. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one kid didn't show up. He didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And then school your parents meeting, the father came and like the, the, the teacher was like, first of all, your child, Akuja, I, I don't know if you're aware. He was like, yeah, he was aware. I, like he went for guitar lessons. Mm. And the teachers were so shocked. <laughs> like, guitar lessons? Why you talking about PTM piano? Wow. Like he was asking, why you talking about PTM What do you guys do here? And it was such, it was such, it was such a shock. To other parents, yeah. this parent would be like, <laughs> Why does my child need extra time during the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to take him for guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, I, and I, was, I felt really good that day because 
this is somebody whose parent is actively involved mm-hmm. in what they're learning. Mm-hmm. Why does my child need two extra weeks to learn? I pay you money and I have to pay for that extra two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. I pay for three months at her whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Echo's father, wherever you are, you're the best. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for the music break. I visit here with us today, but still vibes in Zile Zile. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's break into the music break. Yeah. 
Chechele morao, kingta mshibilik distao Fresh atlazite dikao, foni tibilo modabe Chechele morao, kingta mshibilik distao Fresh atlazite dikao, foni tibilo modabe Hey, it's a hubble, 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 h
and we are back from the music break uh yeah is it picking up yes. collins okay yes, okay we're going to talk just let's start over and we are back from the music break i we once again amekuja na vibes ataka yuko hapa so to close this episode today i'm just going to ask you guys what's like the best and worst thing that you got out of your educational experience i'll start with myself the worst thing is the constant pressure to always be the best always because you know unaambiwa if you fail you'll end up sleeping under the knee and you what you'll end up living in a shack <laughs> i remember going to my sister's school for visiting day i went to a class and then on the desk or like on the board look at my andikwa ukilala kwa dawati utaishi kwa mabati and i just i laughed at the absurdity of it because as yeah. in always living in a mabati house like that's like the symbol of failure eh? so there's this constant pressure on you to always perform at at things you might not even want or be good at mm. just always perform and that trauma doesn't leave you as an adult you're always at work you're always worrying is whatever i'm doing good enough you're always worrying because you might think of your boss as a teacher you might think of your super, superiors like in the same mm-hmm. way you thought of a teacher like anything i do they, they will always critique it regardless because when you got 96 in a paper the teacher was asked you why did you fail this for So you might give your boss 90% perfect work and in your mind they're not going to say like oh this is great they're going to tell you oh why why is it 10% bad why is it 10% not the standard i want that that trauma lives with you yeah. it takes a long time to go away the best thing for me is the relationships relationships i made over time because all of my best friends are from school all of them i met them in like either high school uh or uni yeah like these are the people i know i love the police support we care for each other and honestly that's the best thing to talk about from this whole experience i met so many dope people who we've had a shared we've lived a shared experience and even now that we are all in different parts of life we're still friends we're still connected to cinema based to bado so yeah that's me all right um for me i would say the worst thing that i i got from 844 was i think the constant comparison I think this still haunts me even till today. I think it's a trauma as you said. Like as you had mentioned, um I'm constantly comparing myself to my friends, to my relatives, to anyone else who is my age. I'm always comparing and like if we all know comparing yourself to somebody else or to anyone, it's just like it's the worst way to live because mm-hmm. you will never properly appreciate yourself or the things that you have accomplished. Mm-hmm. and so i would say it's the comparison and um one thing that is the worst the worst thing i took away from 844 i guess is also the extreme competitiveness i tend to feel like i must be the best mm-hmm. in and i guess that also ties in with the performance thing that you talked about cuz i tend to feel like if i'm not the best then i'm not doing anything good at all and i think to a, to an extent that that probably shows in my art as well mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of extreme perfectionism and when people tell me that my art is good I still will never believe them mm-hmm. because in me to me I feel like but is it perfect you know mm. um one thing I I I will say I kind of appreciate from 844 though it was like a bitch was um the resilience because I think being an 844 you know how I said I pushed myself from like the 200s to the 300 and whatever's I feel like you know i really really pushed and it kind of showed me how how far i could go how much i could 
it showed me, oh, these are your limits, or rather, these are the limits you don't possess. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say that's one thing. Um, And also the friends also and the people that I met. Yeah, that's one thing I would say is a good thing. Um, For me, the best and worst thing is information. So Mm. let me break it down. So the best thing is the fact that most of the things that we were taught you know, you come out nearly some at the beginning. Mm. You know, you're like, ah, oh, this is never going to help me. Like, it's useless information. But, you know, you find that in your daily interaction, some of these things start making sense. Say, even like geography. Um, we started learning about like maps, the world, you know, locations, continents, all this shit when we were so young. And Unangalia, other countries, see, America, these niggas don't know anything. When it comes to like geography, they don't know shit. If it's outside you know? America, so. yeah. If it's outside America, they don't know anything. Mm. So, um, I'd say that information mm-hmm. on that on that on that front. And for the worst thing about the A four four is again information. When it comes to careers, oh. see when we were in form four, I remember before doing our KCP, KCSE, sorry. Uh, we were told, like, yeah, we were given papers, a list of, like, unis you want to go to, careers, you know, and, like, the big five or whatever, you know, law, medicine, uh, engineering, what else? Aviation, you know, all, all, all those things. Then they looked down upon, like, agriculture or, yep. you know, farming mm. and all this shit. And you find that that's how people ended up selecting you know, like a doctor or you want to be a lawyer or you want to be like a pilot and leaving out all these other courses. And then when you get to uni, because you can't compete with these people. You can't, you can't do med, you know, information because you chose this thing maybe because of the information you were given by your parents or by your teachers. You were told like, yo, if you don't choose like, you know, a good career, your life is over. So that's one thing. Because when I finished high school and uh, came out into the world, in like copywriting, I didn't know that was a thing until when yeah, I finished. You, you, you find your, your homie who became a DJ. Mm. He's killing it. Like playing for 10,000 people, getting mm. like 200k a night. Yeah. And you're there like looking for a 40k job. You're like, mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. So yeah, like fuck the A four four for just like, and I hope it stops. Yeah, the whole thing of like drilling uh, ideas into people's heads that like you know these big careers are the only way to go. It's it's not like that. It doesn't work that way out here. So yeah, and on that insightful note, yeah, by the way, we DJ. Do it. Uh, our co-host is a literal DJ, and uh, trust me, Ivy makes bank. <laughs> mm. So yeah, she literally quit her job, her office job, to be, like to follow her path as a DJ, and it's working out really well. Nice. So nice. If, if you're thinking about it, come on, we're at this grind that the eight four four ili indoctrinate into. You give mm-hmm. yourself a shot, mm-hmm. and literally, Katano is like right here. She's she's an amazing artist. She's yeah. selling pieces for a thousand dollars. Like yeah, have yeah. you tried NFTs? It is. It is. Have you tried yeah. NFTs? I'm do. I'm actually thinking about that. I'm oh. making an NFT this week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And on that uh, <laughs> crypto note, <laughs> it's been episode. Uh, what, what episode? Ten. Ten. Yeah, it's yeah. been episode ten. See you guys at eleven. Mm-hmm.